wow, it looks like Pitt is losing in the Whippeal yet again, but the recruiting efforts aren't really going down across the board. We'll bring on Locked On's recruiting expert, John Garcia Jr., to talk about Pitt missing out on local recruit Rodney Gallagher as he heads to West Virginia, what that means for Pitt and how in the world they can potentially overcome the steep hill it seems they have in the Whippeal locally. That's all coming up today on this episode of Locked On Pitt. Our Locked On Pit, your daily podcast on the Pittsburgh Panthers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Locked On Pit Podcast, folks. As always, I love to talk recruiting on here, and we do have a big topic to talk about today with Locked On recruiting expert and Sports Illustrated recruiting expert John Garcia Jr. Folks, we're talking about the Whippeal today because Pitt lost out on Rodney Gallagher last week after he goes to West Virginia, and another Whippeal kid that Pitt misses out on, and this has become a little bit all too familiar for Panthers fans in recent years. Thus, they've landed a few other guys uh, that the top guys have seemingly left Pittsburgh and have not stayed with the Panthers in recent years. And, John, I mean, I've seen a lot of other schools that maybe don't have this trouble. They keep a lot of their guys at home. Um, but Pitt has just never seemed to be one of those teams where they can keep all the talent in Pittsburgh in Pittsburgh, even after – an ACC championship win, it really felt like when it came down to it, Pitt didn't have a chance. Yeah, I was surprised uh, to, to hear from Rodney Gallagher in, in terms of when he realized West Virginia was going to be the school for him. Uh, he mentioned that uh, basically a month before the decision went public that he was kind of, you know, zeroing in on, on becoming a Mountaineer. And, and and that one stings in particular, right? I mean, this is a kid who's not, not only an instater, but a guy who, who's been targeted for such a long time by this coaching staff. Uh, and again, like you said, coming off of an ACC title, my goodness, I, I don't know how much more that Pitt could have hoped for leading into this cycle and this, this recruit in particular, uh, but it breaks that way sometimes, you know, uh, technically Morgantown is, I think, closer to, to where he's from technically, but obviously, you know, it, it it's optically going to play a, a certain way. Um, it, it hadn't hurt Pitt too much in the past, just in terms of, you know, not being able to overcome maybe some local uh, standouts going elsewhere, but certainly it's not something that you want. It's not something that you're actively going to just leave alone. You're going to actively recruit against that and, and try to change a little bit of that uh, perception. But, you know, it's, it's a bit of a lost cause with, with Gallagher, who's headed, like you said, to, to West Virginia. But I also think sometimes, look, sometimes they're not in the cards, right? Sometimes that, that the kid is, as his own philosophy and, and Pitt doesn't fit all of those things to a certain degree, you know, you know, for better or worse. Uh, so I do think there's a little bit of that involved in, in this recruitment in particular, but, but look, you know, the class, you've got your quarterback committed. Um, you got another out-of-stater on board. This, this program is going to cast a wider net than one we've seen um, in years past uh, because of the resources and the ACC footprint. So you expect that to continue to, to supplement, but of course you need Pennsylvanians on, 
on the roster, right? I think I did a little bit of a Googling earlier. I think 30 plus players on that roster are, are in-state kids. So about a third of, of your roster is, is semi-local. So it's still important. It still certainly matters, uh, but it is not all the be all end all, I should say. So we'll be interesting to see going forward, of course. Yeah, and interestingly enough, it almost feels like the momentum for Pitts on the eastern part of the state. Uh, really haven't been able to get in Philadelphia, but have a four-star commit in 2024 in Jasir Whittington. And we've heard a lot of good things from Philly kids about Pitt in 23 and 24. They're recruiting that upper eastern part as well. Kenny Johnson's a big one. Uh, it's them in Penn State for him. Closer to Penn State, that's a keep-at-home Penn State guy. It almost feels like Pitt is almost pulling him out of central PA there. Um, so that's interesting to me. I, the question then becomes, if Pitt's recruiting, say, really well in Florida, it seems like they are. It seems like that that is actually boosting. It seems like everywhere else but the Whippeal has gone better for Pitt. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so it's, it's you take the good with the bad, right? I mean, it's something that, you know, look, I'm, I'm from Florida, I'm biased, but we all understand the – the talent in, in the Sunshine State, uh, it's there for a reason. It is supplying, I mean, my gosh, every every recent national champion, just look at the Floridians, you know, throughout their roster. Uh, and, and I think when Pitt is at its best, it's able to, to do that as well, right? I know last show I was on, we talked about Antonio Bryant, right? A Miami native uh, who, who obviously did great things up there. So, yeah, look, I, I think you got to continue to push the footprint as much as you can. Uh, and, and getting into Florida, Georgia, the, the, the classic ACC footprint certainly bolsters some of that. Uh, so I think you take that trade if you're Pat Narduzzi. He won't never say that, uh, but I would take that trade. I would say, hey, I'll lose some of the, the hyper local guys to go a little bit wider and a little bit more southern in, in, in terms of supplying you know, top prospects to the program, but, but you're never going to ignore hyper local either way. So there's, there's a lot to unpack there, but it is interesting to see momentum elsewhere. So it's not like it's dead all across the board. There is momentum elsewhere. It's just not, you know, right outside of campus. Yeah. And I don't, and again, it's weird. It only seems to be isolated to Pittsburgh, uh, which is the very interesting thing. You would think that the local buzz would get Pittsburgh kids more ready and amped up to play at home. Now, there are some kids that are just tailor-made and are obviously going to go to Pitt. Um, Elliot Donald was one of those kids a few years back where obviously Aaron Donald uh, is his uncle, and that one was kind of, you know, he had Ohio State in there, Notre Dame sure. State, but that one was obviously going to be a Pitt commit. Uh, Dayon Hayes, another kid who's really coming on for them, DeMar Hamlin in the past, Tyler Boyd in the past has come from the Whippeal. Um, the Whippeal isn't what it used to be in the 90s, for example, where it was one of the richest recruiting areas, not just in Pennsylvania, but in the country. Um, but it still produces really good players. So as you said, they're going to push that footprint, Florida, Georgia, uh, they're into New Jersey. Pitt has kind of the good, I guess, good and bad that they both have their ACC footprint, but they also have the old Big East footprint in there right. you as well. Um, so they are able to kind of recruit wherever they want to. But what in the world? And I guess what could be causing this perception from recruits locally, you know, Gallagher, it doesn't sound like Pitt's a big option for Tamir Robinson, another four-star. What in the world can be causing Pitt to not rise up in perception locally around Pittsburgh rather than say, why is it going up in Florida, in Georgia, in New Jersey, in New York, in 
you know, Virginia, Ohio, Michigan, everywhere else, it seems like Pitt is drawing more interest than at home. Yeah, I, I think that's that's a great question, first of all. I do think what one thing you said kind of stuck with me, Nick. You said that the talent pool overall at the top is not as, as strong as it once was uh, locally in Pittsburgh. So I do think that could be one element there. Uh, and then, you know, it made me, it made me kind of hit Google again and look at some of the targets for Pitt, just way, way wide scope, 30,000 feet look. And there are more scholarship offers sent out by this Pitt staff, according to 24-7 Sports. In Florida, Georgia, Texas, Jersey, California, Virginia, so another you know DMV footprint, ACC biggies clashing there, and Ohio, then Pennsylvania in this cycle. Now, is that a coincidence? Is that just kind of a numbers thing, and it really doesn't tell the whole story? Maybe that that's again from a thirty thousand foot view. But I'm, I'm I latch that on with what you said earlier. There maybe isn't as much. Pittsburgh level talent as 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 there was locally and as your program elevates you win more you have more power in in the selection and evaluation process maybe there's not enough guys locally that Pitt feels is at a certain threshold to be high priority targets it doesn't mean Gallagher wasn't certainly and I don't want to make it seem that way but maybe there's not as much of a push from Pitt's perspective with local talent relative to this, this 2023 cycle. But uh, I was, I was kind of searching for answers out there, but it does seem like that greater ACC and Biggie's footprint is becoming more important for pit recruiting going forward. Cause we just don't see as many in-state or, or hyper-local targets at the very top. So when you miss one, it stings a little bit more like we're talking about now, but it also should remind you of the, the overall goal and perspective that, Hey, this is, the changing philosophy, at least just a little bit. Folks, we'll get back to that in a minute. But first, let me let you know about Rock Auto, because with the ever number increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts that you need. You don't have to endure pointless or intimidating questioning and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts their computer, choosing the only brand their warehouse happens to carry. Folks, you have access to rockout.com in your pocket and at home. You don't have to spend 30, 50, or even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or a car dealership. Rock Auto prices are reliably low for every customer. You can save time and money. When using Rock Auto, you can get anything you might want from brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, new carpet, and more. So go to rockout.com right now. See all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in there. How did you hear about us, Box? So they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need rockauto.com yeah I, I think that that's a good point i think that you know they won their acc championship this past year with guys largely out of state their two biggest players on that team were from new jersey and maryland specifically and addison mm-hmm. and pickett and then really their other guys you know cansey's from florida damari mathis from florida habakkuk baldonado's from italy i mean that is Obviously, he's but he did play down in Florida. It's all Florida and other areas. Now, that doesn't mean that they didn't have local kids on that team playing well. They did, of course. Um, but it wasn't the crux of their ACC championship roster. So I do find that interesting. And that maybe lends the question of how important is Whippeal recruiting to Pitt's success in the future? You know, there, there are good 
recruits coming out next year, Anthony Specka, Quentin Martin. Um, in a future 2025, they got T. Quai Hayes uh, from the Aliquippa area. Obviously, Aliquippa has been a very, very storied program. Uh, Darrell Rivas came out of that program. Ty Law came out of that program. A lot of guys that have gone to Pitt there and ended up being great players, obviously. And some of the greatest players in Pitt program history, Dan Marino, Tony Dorsett, uh, have stayed in local areas. Um, but I think you look at it, and I think it is partially that strength area that you talked about that the Whippy isn't as good anymore. Now, for Gallagher specifically, he's been being recruited since his freshman year by Pat Narduzzi personally. I have heard that he took on this role personally to try and go get Roddy Gallagher. Now, it didn't work out. Obviously, he went to West Virginia. Uh, Tamir Robinson, same way. He's probably not going to Pitt. Uh, probably going to one of Penn State or Miami is what it sounds like with him. Uh, which is, again, very interesting that Miami has more pull on a guy like Tamir Robinson from Pittsburgh. Uh, but I, I don't know really what factors it could be. Uh, I think that – and I want to get your take on this because you mentioned how close, you know, Rodney Gallagher is in Laurel Highlands, Uniontown area to Morgantown. Tamir Robinson is in the city, but there's a large contingent of Penn State fans in Pittsburgh, West Virginia fans, Notre Dame fans, Ohio State fans. Uh, and then you have Pitt fans as well, but it's not just singularly on Pitt. How does that splintering? Because I think this is pretty unique to Pitt in that the whole city isn't necessarily Pitt oriented. There's a lot of Penn State, there's a lot of West Virginia, there's a lot of Notre Dame, and I have to think that hurts them a little bit too. A hundred percent, and that that is a fantastic point. When you we talk about recruiting, right? You think of the the, the powers, right? The the teams that have a chance to win recruiting national titles right it's it's georgia it's alabama it's AM won it last year clemson ohio state right all all of those places for the most part pretty far away from big metro areas um so you create a little bit more of a natural pipeline a little bit more loyalty people aren't as transient there aren't as there's not as many people there right the population numbers are lower in Tuscaloosa and Clemson South Carolina than anything that Pitt has to offer so it does it does make you think about recruiting in general apologize for the lightning and thunder here I'm I'm in Tampa right Tampa Bay lightning that's that's why you can hear it <laughs> it makes you wonder though from from a geographical pers- perspective more metros more transient folks more fan bases represented in, in those metro areas. So that's a great point about Pittsburgh. And then you think of some of a place like Morgantown, West Virginia, it's the total opposite, right? Uh, so you do have a little bit more of that, not blind loyalty, but just a consistent loyalty from the population there. So there's, there's good and bad that come from recruiting metro areas, but you can go to any metro in the country uh, and find that, right? LA, Houston, Dallas, Miami, Atlanta, uh, Chicago, you find a, a, a mixture of folks. And when it, it gets trickled down to reproduction and kids, those loyalties are all over the place. Um, and again, if, if you're in the metro, you're coming up that way. Nowadays, you're, you're probably more likely to at least consider looking elsewhere first because of, of what's op- what's available and, and opportunistically available out there. Um, and I think technology has helped with that too, in terms of having kids growing up in, in place A and, and wanting to leave and see what else is out there. I don't think that's a problem that is relegated to just Pitt. I think that's a lot of schools in metro areas or areas where people have left over a certain period of time. Yeah, in Pittsburgh, specifically Pitt has had a lot of trouble with the inner cities. And that's obviously 
very obvious, you know, McKee sport area has been a big one where there's been a lot of talent coming out of there. Kaliki Hudson, for example, went to Michigan out of there. Um, I, I think Pitt though has two interesting things that I want to touch on because a lot of people for opposing fan bases will point these two things out. And I, I think I want to start off with the first one is, well, Pitt plays not on campus. And that is the unique thing. They play in Heinz field. And I think, it's a good thing and a bad thing. They also share the facility with the Steelers. I think that's a mostly good thing. Um, but how do you think locally, because it doesn't affect the kids mostly out of state, but locally I can imagine it affects kids a little bit. The fact that Pitt doesn't actually play on campus, they play in Heinz Field where the Steelers play. Do you think that affects their local recruiting a little bit in a negative way? It does. There's no doubt about it. And I think you can – it's easy to sell that from a broad perspective, like, hey, we play in an NFL facility, but a person in a college station, Texas, will say, yeah, but you don't have 100,000 fans screaming and willing to live and die for your school at every single game, no, no matter what. So I do think that's an issue. We see that with other schools in that same boat. Miami's immediately comes to mind there where they're, they're not able to sell that on-campus experience. And, and when you start to compare and contrast to other programs, it does hurt you. You know, I, I think it hurts you more than it helps because it, it only helps on the front end, right? Oh, NFL stadium, you're going to be in the same locker room as the Pittsburgh Steelers, which is cool for sure, but it's also something that you could, you know, you could live without, right? Because if you're going to play in the NFL, you're going to play in the NFL anyway. But there is something to be said for, again, the the – college town atmosphere i mean just look at penn state right it's the total opposite in, in happy valley it's the total opposite sell once you're there relative to Pitt, even though Pitt is the only one coming off of a conference championship so you can look at it a uh, certain ways but i think you know Pitt and miami in particular they're hurt by playing at, at off campus and at an nfl stadium in a big metro those are all kind of whammies that you line up there that don't necessarily help when you dig into the intricacies of recruiting, official visits, all of those things that really make or break some of these pitches, that is that is not something that is being sold, right? If you're pit, are you how much time are you spending in Heinz Field on an official visit? Probably not as much as Saban is in, you know, Bryant Denny in Tuscaloosa or Ryan Day is is at you know their stadium at, at OSU uh, because it's not a part of the experience that is exclusive to Pitt itself. So I do think it hurts. Folks, we'll get right back into that shortly. But first, let me let you know about BetOnline because our partners at BetOnline continue to be the number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find all the latest odds, news, and sports developments, including this year's basketball playoffs, MLB scores, fights, and even next season's NFL futures. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sporting wagering information from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and the action. BetOnline, where the game starts. Yeah, I would agree with that. And then there's that second part. You kind of touched on it, but it's the attendance factor. And it's the pit doesn't get lavish attendance. Not that they don't get great attendance. They had a pretty good attendance overall, 45K uh, this year. But look at WVU, who had a losing season, smaller stadium, and they had over 51,000 average on home games. Pitt only filled about 67% of Heinz Field. And that's obviously led to a ton of different talk around Pitt fans and you know, that's the jab at Pitt, obviously, is that they don't have great attendance. You know, they 
A lot of fans want to tarp off parts of Heinz Field. There's a lot of different things. This, the, Heinz Field is too big for Pitt, basically, is what I'm trying to say. The undergrad number just isn't there for Pitt. And that's kind of the interesting thing. Pitt just doesn't admit as many as, say, Penn State or whoever it might be. So you don't have the raw undergrad numbers. So let's talk about that to a degree. And I, I kind of drew that back to Rodney Gallagher, who is going to a school with the whole state on their side that even in a bad season, completely just comes out, supports you. You got that country roads, obviously, atmosphere going down at West Virginia. It's a completely different dichotomy from Pitt. Uh, and I kind of wonder how much this hurts local perception for Pitt and the fact that, yeah, there are empty yellow seats every Saturday, even at the Clemson game last year. There, It was packed. The lower bowl was filled. But those upper seats were all yellow, and I got to think that hurts Pitt too. Yeah. And, and look, recruiting is, it's, it's a really tight business, right? I mean, there's, there's a narrow margin of victory for, for almost all of these kids uh, and, and any little thing that is to your advantage or your detriment uh, could really become a bigger thing very quickly. Right. And it's something that if a program chooses to negatively recruit against Pitt, which we know what happens, right. It happens to and from everyone, you know, the, the old rule was like, don't bring up anyone else, just bring up your program. But it's, again, these coaches' jobs are often dependent on how, their ability to recruit just as much as the win-loss. When you're doing that and you do bring up a, a Pittsburgh, that's something that they're immediately going to go to, right? Uh, because every coach has, first of all, been to a, a million different universities. They've worked at a million different universities, and they know at some point the value of a galvanized community that like you said for West Virginia is there no matter what. Now, obviously if you're winning, it's, it's there a little bit more, but even when you're not, it's still there to a degree. So like you said, that factor and the undergrad numbers, all that stuff factors into the atmosphere. Um, you know, you talk about Penn state, you know, about the whiteout, right. You know, it's coming, you know, it's a thing. It's something that people are going to talk about and, and maybe plan for that. That doesn't exist for the Panthers. It's not something you can't overcome, but to, to think that it is not an important factor would be a bit naive in my opinion, because you are selling your inclusion. If you're recruiting a kid, you're selling his inclusion in this atmosphere. And if that atmosphere isn't something otherwise notable, it has a lesser draw compared to some schools that are almost known for, I mean, Texas a and like known for the crowd. Um, you know, th that's something that they can always sell. You can talk about a program that hasn't really won a whole lot, but they're known for that. And that has certainly helped them on the recruiting trail. Um, that's an extreme example because they just finished with the number one class, but it matters. It, it does matter when you start to compare and contrast with a school like Pitt. And those are things that, you know, Narduzzi and company have to begin to overcome. They can't fund the stadium on their own but they could lift up other things when they actually do get FaceTime with some of these prospects. And that's what makes it fascinating. There's, it's truly a different feel and sell relative to, like I said, everywhere in the ACC, maybe outside of Miami where they're, they're going through some of those same hurdles. And that's part of the reason why they keep firing their coaches. Yeah. Pitt's found a stability factor though, with Pat Narduzzi and have gotten their way all the way to the ACC championship. They've won it. They've gotten to a new year six bowl. And it seems like Pitt has done a great job of scouting and developing talent, which has been the key for this staff. And again, some of those guys have come from inside the Whitfield. Others have come from outside the Whitfield. A lot of them have come from outside. And that brings me to my question, I guess, of, well, 
in reality, you know, Pitt losing Rodney Gallagher and probably Tamir Robinson as well. Yeah, that sucks. I think that I would agree with that. But really, in over reality, when you got guys like Keem Williams coming, Antonio Robinson coming, Jalen Thompson coming, uh, I think Pitt has something like nine four stars coming to campus. Uh, obviously, Hakeem's a five star, uh, and they have a ton of high seven, you know, three stars that have four star, five star offer sheets even. Uh, coming to campus and, and it's clear the bump is there so in reality to you I guess and you said this I think a while back if they're not going to win now in Whippeal, when will they how how important even is it to win in the Whippeal? yeah I think you have to take it for what it is if if the talent is lesser which you said and I, I trust you on that one right being being a local guy if the talent is lesser and the pipeline elsewhere is growing simultaneously, you have to take it for face value. Because if there's one thing that every coach who recruits will tell you is that the resources and the time, they're limited in recruiting. So you have to have a realistic target area. Now, it doesn't mean you're going to ignore the, these local kids and local schools, um, but you, you may be all things even and you're down to hey, I got one more day of, of, of visits left. If, if I'm a position coach, if I'm the DB's coach and there's a kid, you know, in, in Pittsburgh and there's a kid in, uh, I don't know, Chicago and Pitt is in the top five for both of them, I might go see the Chicago kid first just because, first of all, it's further away and there's, there's less likelihood that they can just get in a car and head over. Uh, but two, because the, the, the numbers are telling us, hey, there's a little bit more traction with, with this group. Uh, so all things even, when it gets to those decisions, I do think that it could become a, a bit secondary, but it doesn't mean you'll ever ignore it because wherever the talent is, is where you need to recruit. And, and, and Narduzzi knows that, the whole staff knows that. Um, so it's, it's definitely not a, a panic point for Pitt fans, uh, but it is something to keep an eye on. And I'll be curious the rest of this cycle, not only you know locally, but in state, how many Pennsylvanians sign with Pitt in, in the class of 2023. I'd venture to say that the number is going to be a little low relative to perception, and it could be a trend that is forming as Pitt becomes known more regionally than locally. Yeah, and I think that's a very interesting point. And I guess the last question I have for you, is there a program that, like Pitt, for example, has not been great at local recruiting and then has suddenly kind of switched the narrative around a little bit and has suddenly become stronger and if so what would that roadmap look like if Pitt wants to go into the Whippeal fend off everyone that comes in and say this is our turf we get the Whippeal kids they're coming to Pitt is there an example or a blueprint for them to follow for that <laughs> I don't know uh you know I think Miami is going to recruit better locally under Mario Cristobal relative to Manny Diaz uh but it, it's just not the same because of the pool of talent uh and I think that's really where this this conversation lies the pool of talent in miami is so high there's so much volume that if you need to reverse perception you're not settling in the process of taking that local kid i do think there are certain scenarios when you're talking about pit relative to jersey relative to the dmv philly that all things even you know, you, you don't take that kid just to take the kid and say he's local because it's this big issue. Now, it was a big issue at Miami, and that's part of the reason why they fired the last staff. 
And that's something that Cristobal knows he has to correct, but it's because of the volume down there. So even though he's doing that, I don't think there's a clear blueprint for, for Pitt here. I think you go where the talent is and you go from there. And some of the trends may piss some folks off, but if you're winning, if you're still sending guys to the NFL, you're still doing what Pitt has done recently. It'll work itself out in the end anyway. Yeah. And again, I don't know if you fix this without the on-campus stadium and all of that. That's a good ways away. So exactly. not, and that's going to be the question is if they can even find room for it, because if you know anything about Oakland, that thing is packed to the brim, not really much room for a football stadium there. Luckily they have a basketball arena to be quite honest on <laughs> campus right now. All right, John, as always, thanks for coming on. Tell them where they can find your stuff and do all that. Yeah, Nick, real simple, si.com slash college, or, or check us out on Twitter. I'm at John Garcia underscore JR. Folks, as always, thanks for listening. And as always, hail to Pitt.